Hello, and welcome to the very first Adults Craft podcast. I am your host, Skelly Wampus, and today we're going to be interviewing Vegas Vic 1965. So stick around for that. That'll be the majority of this podcast. But first, we're going to start off with some network news. Um, don't forget about the fireworks festival coming up for all you members out there. With the coming of Independence Day in the United States and the launch of the podcast and the launch of season 2.5 coming soon, we have a lot to celebrate. Um, it can be done in creative and the fireworks display should last no longer than two minutes. Okay. And you can add music if you like. If not, that's fine. Um, entries can be made by submitting a video of the display, or you can upload the world. And the deadline for the entries are June 28th, and the winner will be announced July 1st. So just in time for the United States Independence Day. Now, moving on to Minecraft news, as I'm sure most of you know, 1.17 has released, and it's got a gr bunch of great new things in it. We all love to see it, and it is also known as Cliffs and Caves Part 1, and Part 2 is set to be dropping later this year, they're thinking in the winter, and once again, that we're all looking forward to that. That'll include all the new generation, all the caves and the cliffs and the cliffs and caves update. So yeah, we all look forward to that. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. And if you're not already, consider becoming a patron. Your support helps grow our community and is amazing in every single way. And it comes with all sorts of different perks. All the way from uh, a special role in Discord all the way up to a special gift from Rev and Kylie, the network owners. So yeah, if, you, uh, if you're if you not a patron already, go ahead and consider becoming one. And if you sign up for level 2, which is $5 a month, if you sign up for level 2 or higher, you get access to all future video podcasts from here on out. Um, once again, we, we thank you for your support. It's really helpful. And without further ado, let's get over to Vegas Vic. Well, uh, how long you've been with um, Adult Scratch since the beginning? Also, uh, no, no, I I joined in December of the first year. Oh, well, I I think we didn't start until like July. Yeah, of, of that. Yeah, I think they 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 brought me on board at the end of July. So they were getting things together. It was JD. Um, JD reached out to me because I know I remember when JD had like uh, 400 or 600 subscribers, and uh, he's he's really grown well. He's had the time to do uh, the the kind of content you really need to do, and that's uh, to to put out content several times a week and be consistent. So he's done really well with that. Uh, me, unfortunately, I've got a family. I know he's got one also, but I, I've got a job, and, and the job I work at, uh, it, it takes a lot of hours. And yeah. It's a lot of work. It's grueling. I mean, I work in a casino. Uh, I work at one of the, I don't want to say who, I don't know who's going to be watching this later, but I work at one of the uh, the, the biggest casinos that, uh, on the Las Vegas Strip. And a lot of times, uh, and I hate it, is the, the high limit room. I end up being in a high limit room, and we can stand there for up to two hours. And sometimes... 
the the guests are we this basically we they the management team has created monsters maybe one of them will watch this and not like what i say but hey that's just too bad but uh i i tend to not want to move around too much uh get you kicked out of the room because some people just feel unlucky so that job takes up so much and it really takes a lot out of you uh when when they're coming in with a 10 or six million dollar credit line and they're losing millions at a time yeah or they're winning millions at a time it's, it's a lot of money high profile really big stuff going on i prefer to be out in the uh the regular area but uh luckily lately i've been out there a little more than 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 before but uh it just takes so much i'm only able to getting back to this i'm only able to really push content about uh one day a week and that's um thursday mornings at 5 a.m any content that i've made through the week i've got it ready to go and on schedule so a lot of my stuff is not even appearing in like twitter any longer only because i, I set up a schedule and I don't know how to set up a schedule for Twitter to release that on that day. But um, most of the stuff that I do is is just Minecraft mechanics. Um, I really love playing with the game, trying to get things to work. And I don't know. I, I'd love to find somebody else who knows a much, as much about the villager AI. I'm sure the devs definitely do. But I spend so much time with the villagers. Um, I, I, I try and pass on that knowledge. Uh, through my tutorials, so I do a lot of tutorials on villagers. But again, my growth is not as good as JD's. I think uh, he obviously puts together better stuff than me. But I can only put together uh, a video probably once a week. Sometimes I can put out an additional video, but it's so tough with my schedule that uh, and and I know that there's a lot of people out there that have put out content. So anybody who watches this, uh, I know that the first thing you want to do is go full steam into it and then eventually six months later you realize that you you hit burnout and so i tried to myself to create a schedule that i can stick with and not get burnt out because i've seen so many people burn out you may have seen the same thing oh i've experienced yeah. it i i burn out all the time and it's just <laughs> <laughs> like that's why i haven't put anything out on apb for a while i just don't know what to do oh yeah I, I get stuff from my community that, that that sends me, hey, can you build this? Hey, can you do that? Or they have questions about something, and that leads to more content for me. And those are dark areas that I don't have anything, then I go back to the stuff that I know because I want to make sure I put out something every single week. And for anybody who's considering doing this, then the best thing I can tell them is be consistent, have a set schedule of when something's going to come out every single time and make sure people know it. So when your viewers are looking forward to it, that it's actually there. And if you can't put out a short video, I've done that. I've done it once or twice, I think, on a moving day. And also when I had COVID last year, um, at least let them know that I wasn't able to make the content because let's face it it's it's a lot of work to put this stuff together and if you're not consistent it's going to hurt your subscriber base your viewing base and then it just gets frustrating and i mean like you said you've experienced burnout when you went full steam and had to slow down yeah but that's me in a nutshell as far as what i do uh, i do a lot of other uh tutorial videos uh, i've done my my village i don't do villager breeders anymore um i do um i set up uh like I've got a raid farm that I've done, designed all on my own, uh, that works extremely well, better than when I first came out with it. Everybody always makes improvements. So I got a raid farm that I've done, um, pillage raid farm. I got my zombie, no redstone zombie villager conversion unit that works for both bedrock and for 
uh, for Java because a lot of people struggle with the redstone and they can't figure out what's going on. And why my zombie no redstone villager zombie villager conversion you can just grab one out of the wild and when you don't need it you can let him despawn if you want or you can give him a sword and keep him around in, in the corner we'll take a look at that in a little bit but i'll show you some of the stuff that i've done um as a matter of fact we have one person sleep it's getting to be dark if you got questions for me hit me up if not we'll start walking through here when the questions hit you feel free fire away <laughs> all right i like i said i do have a kind of a script here kind of questions Go for it. to ask you've you've already covered the first one which was tell a little about yourself but hey. the next one is why minecraft my son i i have a i have a son and a daughter they're in their 30s and he's been my older boy he was trying to get me into minecraft since minecraft first came on notch put it out i guess back in 2009 and i said a sandbox game? Really? A kid's game? I don't want to play that. So for years, I just, you know, he went on and, and did his stuff. And then my uh, little one, um, my five-year-old, oh, actually, he's 10 now. But uh, he started playing that game at a place called Kids Quest. When we, whenever we take him in there so he can play and interact with other kids. At the time, he was learning English. And uh, this was a great tool for him to get what he has now, straight A's. He he. he Got the best grades in the class. Uh, of course, you could use a little more exercise, but as far as his typing skills and everything else, but uh, to get me into it, he was asking me to help him one day with something. And I said, sure, sure. So I tried to get on his account to, to create another character, and I couldn't, so I said, all right, well, that's only $27, $26.99. So I bought an account, got in there, and I had no clue what I was doing. I was playing uh, World of Warcraft at the time, and... Uh, we started messing around with it and I started helping him. And he's, like I said, he was six at that time. And I had only opened it up uh, just a single player for him. Six months later, I opened it up for, uh, to uh, another, another server. It was a family friendly server, one that won't, inter won't bother this one here, but it was for kids, families. Uh, well, he was well protected, great moderators. Uh, the, th the setup they have was uh, we don't talk religion. We don't talk politics. Uh, no girlfriend, boyfriend. It's all just fun games, Minecraft. That was it. So I thought, okay, let me check them out. So I put him in there, and you should have seen his face. If you, I don't know, do you have kids? I do not have kids. Well, you can imagine seeing a little kid who walks into a play, uh, like a play area, and there's lots of other kids, and he hasn't been around kids for a while. The excitement that you see in their face. So yeah. if you've ever seen that in the playground or something like that, that's basically what he looked like when he, he was like, oh, my God, Dad, look, there's all kinds of people all over the place. So he was tickled. And I tell you what, that brought a lot of joy to me. So um, seeing them happy, seeing them happy like that was great. So we messed around with that a little bit. Next thing you know, I start helping him. We start doing things. And uh, eventually uh, on that server, I, I started building different stuff, trying different ideas, watching different videos, fairly off. Uh, was an initial inspiration to me uh, from some of the videos, tutorial videos, like the, the villager breeder uh, and then uh, a, a few other things. So I'd watch him. I'd watch Avamance, uh, Zoomavoid, a, a bunch of the others. I don't really watch a lot of it now. But then I started watching their stuff and realizing, hey, this is actually a pretty good game. Uh, this is a lot of fun. And there's no blood and gore, so it's okay for the kids. And I thought, why not? I'm going to give it a try. So I, once I started doing more and more of this, I started learning more and more about mechanics, and I started testing stuff on my own. 
And then I started putting videos, uh, well, not videos out, but I started building these things on that server. And then other kids would come by and say, wow, you should show us how to do this. You should make videos on that. So I said, okay. So I started making some videos, figuring out that's, that's the start of it, trying to figure all that stuff out, uh, you know, the software you need and all those things. So I went ahead and started making that and popping those on to that server for the other kids to be able to use those designs and those ideas. And they were like, wow, that's awesome. You should do a YouTube channel. I said, wait, I'm getting a little deep now. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, let's give it a try. So I think in April 2019 was my first video that I did. And I didn't even have a microphone. I did it through the speakers and it's actually still up. Uh, it got like 500 some views. It was an iron farm. And, and the reason I did the iron farm in that design was because uh, that particular server limited the amount of uh, villagers you could have in a chunk at the time. So what I did was I, I put four different villages in uh, at the corners of those chunks. So I had four different chunks and I was able to have uh, surpassed the, 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 the amount you were allowed to have, so to speak. Then they changed it to an area. But uh, that, that did pretty good. And I started messing around with more designs. And I've come up with uh, the, I call it the... Um, iron lectern and the iron lectern you'll see that a little bit when we go to my place that's been working since 1.14 when the big mess hit for java and the villagers were claiming workstations at great distances i mean you, if you had a bunch of villagers you set a workstation down you never knew who had it you couldn't separate them up you couldn't put barriers it's kind of like what bedrock is now so bedrock's still dealing with i um, mean you you're a bedrock player right yes yeah, see, I do both tutorials for Bedrock and for uh, for Java. And Java's got the, the easier method of, of dealing with villagers opposed to you guys, our, us, us on Bedrock. Because I have a friend of mine that I that plays on, uh, on Bedrock. He has a server, and I my, my son and I play with his kids from time to time. And he's kind of amazed at some of the builds that I build. And uh, I just know that the villagers on Bedrock really need to be revamped. If You've got to be able to... Put up barriers where pathfinding is the issue on bedrock. If you, if they could just figure out a way like they do on Java to where if you set them in like a fenced in area and they can't pathfind to a workstation, then they won't accept it. But bedrock, it they do. So you really got to watch those green particles. So that's basically me in a nutshell as far as why I make my videos. I do a lot of stuff with villagers and I do a lot of the uh, mechanics. I test things out and, and it's a lot of fun. But that's how I got involved in, in Minecraft was my. My, my, my newer son, the, he's 10 now. He's the one that got me into it, and I just started playing along, gave up on WoW, and here I am today. <laughs> and the next question is, you've already touched on how you heard about Adults Craft. You said JD told you about it. Yeah, JD yeah. and Rev both reached out to me, and, uh, and I guess Kylie a little bit to Kylie also. They reached out to me to see if I'd be interested in something like that. And I thought, that's great, because I'm always around the kids playing, which is cool. But I'd love to interact with other people and see other people's ideas and what they've got. And uh, Adults Craft has been amazing so far. It really has. A, a lot of great people. Some have come and go. It's sad to see. But it happens. But uh, I'm kind of a one-game, one-player. I'll stick around. So um, I went in, um, got invited in, I think, by the end of July, I think, in not last year, the year before last, uh, they invited me in. They asked me what server I wanted to be on. and Or Jade, uh, Rev asked me what server I wanted to be on. And I said, well, I'll do Java. I do pro mostly Java, but I do play Bedrock too. So uh, 
Yeah, I went to uh, the EP Java server. I guess it was the only one. Now we have it split up into two. But uh, since then, I've just continued to build. I don't collaborate as much as I should, and I think this 2.5 season, uh, I'll be able to collaborate a little bit more. I think there's four of us that are going to try and do the, the villager stuff, which will be a lot of fun. But that's how I got in. Uh, those guys actually reached out to me. I think JD and Rev both reached out to me on Twitter. And that's when we were still uh, not very many members uh, in the group just yet. And it just grew from there to where we are today, which is, what, about 300 people in the Discord. And I can't remember. Is it close to 50 to 80 members that we have, something like that? It's quite a big group now. Yeah, I think it's like 70-some members. I can't say yeah. for certain, though. It's just off the top of my head. Yeah. It's, it's certainly grown, and it's great to see it. Oh, definitely. Um, what is next? Um, you, you touched on, you've, you've been a member since then. So you've already answered how long you've been a member for. Um, so now we get into some of the fun ones. Uh, what's something you've built in network that you're proud of? Probably some of the games. I never really built, uh, Elytra courses before. I've seen a lot of them. As a matter of fact, the most recent one I think I saw was, uh, probably the Hermits. They did one. I'm not sure who did it. I don't watch a lot of Hermits. Sorry, guys, if anybody sees that. I don't watch a lot of other people's videos uh, outside of our own uh, own stuff. It's just, it's just been a while. And, and it, let's face it, I can see now why content creators don't have a lot of time to uh, to see a lot of other people's things. They're so busy with their own stuff and their own groups. So uh, I, now I, I see through their eyes a little bit. But uh, I did get a chance to see, uh, I think, Hermitcraft's they were doing some Elytra tests, and each one was given. I saw about two or three people that were testing out the course. And so I thought, hmm, maybe I should try and build them one of these days. And SZ, uh, Shrunk Zebra, was he and I did one of the courses here. If you want to step out, we'll go over and take a look at it. All right. This was um, the first Elytra course I did. You can see it upcoming. is uh, called the Busy Bee. I wanted something sim very, very simple because uh, a lot of the people that play here are or some of the people that play here are not really that great with the elytra I found out. So I wanted something simple that they would be able to uh, test their skills on without really hurting themselves too bad. Now I forgot how to get get over there. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> cut through. Yeah, so the, my first test of an elytra course was the Busy Bee, uh, mainly because um, the, in, the, in the first season I did uh, a lot of a lot of bee-related stuff, and I built this. Uh, my initial shop was um, the Honey Pot. And the honeypot was a uh, a giant one chunk bee nest that I did, and I guess it it, it was well liked. And so, as you can see in the distance over there to the left of the tree, uh, actually you can't see it right now because of the mushroom. But uh, Rev uh, asked if we wanted to use the bee as the uh, the mascot. Let me set the bed down. I mean, just you sleeping at this time so we don't get phantoms. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, when they decided on the B, I was like, man, I'm stoked because that's, that's pretty cool. The, uh, they're using my design, and so Rev rebuilt that design. We went with the B, and uh, when we get to my place, you'll see why. Uh, I really went all out on the B theme. So I decided to build a busy B to go along with the, uh, the server mascot. He built a few of those bees. You see one over there. There's one over here, and I think he's got one or two more. I built a couple that you fly through. The Busy Bee course are just basically, like you see here, giant flowers that you fly through. And they're nine by nine holes. So 
They're relatively very easy for anybody to be able to go through. Shrunk Zebra helped me with a lot of these. Uh, I did it on, I did it on a, a single player so I could get the designs right. And I think I've got like three different flowers and I've got some bees you fly through. And uh, that was my claim to fame as far as the biggest thing I'm, I guess I'm proud of was doing some elytra courses. So the next elytra course I did, you can see here, is called the, the Phantom course. That was a timed course. And of course, you can use the timer for any of the, uh, the courses that I did. And uh, the Phantom course was basically kind of like what a Phantom does when he, he swoops down and then swoops back up. So I kind of had that going on uh, with that design. But it's a lot smaller, so I would have to say it's more of an intermediate to kind of difficult course but if you take your time it can be relatively easy for an intermediate flyer the last course i did was dolphin's grace that's the, the i didn't have i didn't want to make a humongous sign for it so i just did the dg that way if you can see it up there yeah i can see it and it, it basically has um there's a platform you can probably see it straight out there and there's one small square out there you can see there's a platform that if somebody wanted to they could land on it and then just drop over to go into this giant and i think it's also a nine by nine so a little tunnel that goes under the water and back up and out and then through the hoop kind of like what a dolphin does if you go to a show and also what they do in and out of the water so these are these are this is probably the proudest things to answer that question that long long stretch long way was what i'm proud of is these elytra courses that i did i did three uh shrunk zebra helped me with a couple of them we were going to do one more and he was talking about um if, if he does come to season three, we were talking about doing one where you would actually start out w probably at like build height. And I think it's going to be up to three, three plus for us on Java where you would just, you wouldn't use an Elytra. Oh, you would use an Elytra, but no rockets. And the whole per point would be to glide your way through the entire course and make it to the end. That we'll sounds see. like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. The other server my son and I play on, they have a, a, a few courses like that. Uh, those are all done, of course, in creative, so they're easier to make, but they're more, a lot more in detail. But I thought these, these courses would be fun compared to the, some of the ones that I've seen out there that are just, you know, you fly through a little hoop and queue to the next little hoop. And I, I just wanted to have a little more, a little more design, a little more, I don't know how to describe that, a little more feel to it. If it makes sense, like the busy bee and the flowers, the phantom course going up and down with the phantom look to it, and then dolphin's grace going up and down out of the water and stuff like that. But that's that's it. That's my my the thing I'm really proud of here. It looks fantastic. It looks like it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> you want to try it? You got an elytra if you want. I, I might try it. Let the <laughs> let the viewers see what's going on here. There you go. Just stick to the busy bee and you'll be just fine. The holes are humongous, except except the bees themselves. They are uh, just a little smaller. But it's re really easy to get to the busy bee. I designed this course thinking of uh, Lucy, Carrie, uh, Kitty, and a number of others that uh, I don't see them fly much. So I even did the tutorial videos on uh, the Elytra and, uh, for Bedrock and Java uh, with them in mind also. But what better way to help uh, these guys get used to flying than making a course for them, a simple course. And then if they want to test their skills further, they could just hit the next one. <laughs> well, I haven't died yet, so I'm doing okay. That's good. <laughs> oh, but I landed in the water. 
<laughs> that's why I put the water down there. You went down in the Dolphin's Grace one? Yeah. I put the water down there just in case somebody came came down there with a thud. I didn't want anybody to die. The stuff I build, I really don't want them to die. Like uh, the um, uh, Hillbilly's Madness I did. I don't know. What, there you are. I did Hillbilly Madness, and I wanted to make sure no one died. So everything everything I build, I really don't want anybody to get hurt or lose their items. I feel really bad. Hope we're going the right. Yeah, we're going the right way. <laughs> I'm just following you. <laughs> <laughs> to the right is uh, uh, Blenscraft. He he built that stuff. He's something happened and uh, life called and real life stuff. So he's kind of busy with that stuff. Yeah, we've had a member or two have that happen on APB as well. It's yeah. sad to see, but it just happens sometimes. Yep, a group of them got together and built that little haunted house over there. Uh, Blends was the architect of it all, and a bunch of others uh, lent a hand, and it turned out really, really nice. This was the soft landing I wanted for, like, Lucy, Carrie, Kitty, and the rest of them. They could try and land in this little red spot right here. There you go. <laughs> and if they felt a little more worried, there was another spot over here they could land on also. All the three elytra courses ran kind of in tandem, side by side. So if anybody wanted to, they could just, they wouldn't get lost. They'd know where the next one to go for. And then yeah. I set up a timer over here with some scores. I think uh, Chop Chop's got the best score. Where's he at? Here he is. The B, he got 58. I beat him by by one second. I guess one second. But the Phantom, he got a 59. He did really good. Creeper did better than me. He was 63. I got 67. Uh, Twix and Twee were... And the twins were in here. Drummer did 134. Turl Ash, here you go. It's 55 and 73. Not bad. <laughs> it, that it was a lot of fun. fun. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do in Minecraft? Mechanics. Mechanics? Def yeah, definitely mechanics. And mostly, I would say, villagers. I love working with villagers. I love finding out new ways to, to figure out their AI. Like, uh, I was talking, I was chatting with uh, Peaky Miner, and he was, because I think, think initially for two point, season 2.5, he was looking at uh, uh, doing the, um, the villagers, the breeders, and all that. And I thought I'd love to lend a hand with that, because that's pretty much what I do. And uh, so I, I move villagers around with or without a bed, with or, I mean, I, I don't need a, I don't need a, a minecart, I don't need a boat if I don't really want it. Um, I can pretty much get them, I'm not trying to brag, but I can pretty much get them to go where they, where they, where I need them to go. And it usually depends on the day. Like nighttime is probably the easiest to move them around with beds. Um, if you just don't want to feel like struggling with them, you can use a boat or a mine cart. Uh, yesterday I was, I was messing around with 1.17 and uh, I started moving villagers around with their workstations, even those that didn't have a workstation, because they'll follow you around. If, as long as you're within 16 blocks, you drop a workstation. And if they do or don't have one, they're going to walk towards it. And I just kept moving to where I moving that a little further away to where I needed. Eventually, got them into where I wanted, without the use of a boat or a mine cart or any of those or a bed, and got them to where I needed and blocked them in and had them all set. So I'm always looking for some new mechanic to make it easier to work with villagers. So that's that's pretty much the mechanics and villagers is what I try and do. Sounds good. Um, what Minecrafter do you look up to the most? Oh, that's what I'm really guilty of. 
Um, I don't, I, I know a lot of people watch the hermits. Um, there's other, other stuff that, uh, people watch. I just haven't had the time to really watch a whole lot more, but I do look up to Philly off cause he was probably one of the first ones that, uh, I started learning the mechanics like his breeders. Uh, I started looking, that's what got me my inspiration to really spend a lot of time with the villagers to really get to know them, know their AIs, know what their trades are. I know what book sales, uh, I know all the, the minimums, maximum prices. So with him, I guess he's probably the closest one I'd say, the one I really would look up to because he's the one I went to and uh, his his videos were very, very easy to follow. Uh, back, way back when, I want to say a couple of years ago when I first started learning how to do all this stuff. So if I had to pick one, I'd say it would be Frilly Off. I do, he's the only one I subscribe to on Twitch at the moment. Uh, his He does Phasmophobia. Um, and he does uh, Minecraft Mondays with uh, with Bunny Bond. So, uh, but uh, his Skyblock for Minecraft Mondays is awesome. I'll watch that when I have time if, if I got on my breaks. And it's Phas- Friday. I think it's Phasmo Fridays he does. So when I have time, I watch that too. So I guess, yeah, I would say probably be fairly off. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite block and why? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I have to say it's the emerald block. I can do so much with it, especially with villagers, and I'm always looking for more of them. <laughs> always <laughs> looking for more. The emerald block's got a great texture, and it has since the beginning. I've always loved that. It's got a beautiful, beautiful green tone to it. I know there's a lot of new stuff out there. We all seem to... Whoop, my turn to sleep. We all seem to find uh, when a new patch comes out uh, we find something new in the game that we all like but I always and I, I do find new ones but then I always go back to the emerald block because I just I love the look of the emerald block it's just uh, it's, it's got a great texture to it I mean if you've looked at the shulker boxes in the bottom of a shulker box it's got a similar texture to what the emerald block has but the emerald block to me offers me far more than diamonds I take emerald blocks over diamonds any day yeah I actually, I run the raid shop on APB, so I'm swimming in emeralds. Well, if you want to see some emeralds, I'll show you some when we get to our place, um, to my place. All right. Because <laughs> next, next season, um, next season, I'm probably going to do Emerald City. Uh, so I'm going to build this huge Emerald City, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. I'll be using uh, a lot of those. And what will really be nice is instead of needing, or I'll probably mix in some of the Prismarine, but now that we have the copper box and their aged textures over time, that will really blend in well, I think, with what I'm going to, the theme I'm going to try and do with the Wizard of Oz Emerald City theme. And, of course, the poppies. Can't forget about the poppies, the poppy field, if you've ever watched that movie. Uh, usually my iron lectern will have plenty of poppies for me to, to set out there. So I'm, I'm going for that look. I've always loved that movie. And I thought next season, yeah emeralds tons of them and i wanted to see how i do with my uh my zombie pig pigment farm which i'll show you too and that that plus the um the uh, clerics i have below uh net me all my emeralds and it sounds like you've got it all worked out (laughs) (laughs) trying to there's always something new all right next question is where do you find inspiration for your builds and what you do in minecraft Hmm. I'm not really good at, at uh, decorating things up. Throw Lash and Shadow, they do a wonderful job. 
uh, even Kitty, Lucy, all these guys, they, they have some really good uh, designs. I've seen some stuff from AD Craft. I haven't watched much of her stuff. I know, I don't know. I think she was at one time with us. She does a lot of good decorating. Uh, Cortez Reno's done some. I've watched a couple of his in the past. Um, but I, I'm really not that great of a, a designer as far as, as putting stuff, uh, decorating. Uh, Throw Lash has done a great job on his, like I said, and Shadow done a great job. Their little uh, Shadow's monstrous uh, island. I, I, I was going to call it the Shadowlands, but uh, he's got something else for it. But it's... Uh, they, him and Shadow, or Thrillash and Shadow, really decorated that out really, really nice. As far as um, inspiration, I, if I needed some design ideas, I'd probably sneak over to their place and see what they've done with some of their stuff. But Berserking Corgi, another one who's got some really, really great design ideas. JD, great design ideas. A lot of these guys, Song, Schmoops, all these guys have some really good ideas. They just sometimes they don't think they do. Then they do. They they just do. It's everybody has their own little way of doing things, and they always think they could do something a little bit better. But uh, I like all the stuff that everybody's done. It, it's really nice, and I try and catch catch as much as I can, especially when uh, I see a design idea from one of our own guys that catches my eye. I'm like, hmm, maybe I could do that. So I guess our guys would probably be the best inspiration I have because uh, most of the stuff I see is from our guys in Adultscraft. So you said you play Bedrock and Java on occasion. Right. But you but you main Java, right? Yeah, mainly Java. My son is the one who got me uh, uh, into Java. And I have I, I tested out uh, some Bedrock stuff because when we had bought Java back then, Bedrock came, the Windows version of Bedrock came for, uh, with it. And then I have a, a friend of mine who, uh, like I said earlier, uh, him and his children play on Xbox. And so we've spent some time over there, and I've had a chance to test out some things. Of course, the Redstone... Uh, 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 Jokers will tell you, Redstone, he's, a, he's an expert. He's probably, I would say, Mumbo's match when it comes to Redstone. But for Bedrock, Redstone for me is is more difficult because it's a little bit different. Uh, the feeling of Bedrock is a little bit different. It doesn't feel as real, so to speak. Like shooting a bow, uh, you can pretty much just shoot straight. Where on Java, you actually have to take in height and distance. Uh, there's a few different things. But uh, for Bedrock, I like playing Bedrock because when it comes to tutorials, placing blocks is so much easier. I can just zip right through on Java. You can't do that. But I definitely have a lot more experience with uh, with Java than I do Bedrock. Just Bedrock, mainly villager mechanics uh, for me. Okay, and the next question is, which update did you or do you look forward to the most? Believe it or not, 1.14 was... A challenge. The beginning of 1.14 uh, on Java side was very, very difficult for everybody. And what offered me was the challenge to find a way to work with the villagers all over again because of all the changes they made. And uh, I really enjoyed 1, 1.14. 1.13 was awesome, I guess, with the the ocean upgrade. That would probably come in second for beauty first, but. 1.14 was great. I loved it because of it's kind of like you had to learn a new game all over again because the mechanics of villagers was so much different, so much struggling for so many people that gave me an opportunity to put out videos to help people uh, with their distances. Like one of my videos, I think uh, it's about 20,000 20, 
views was the distances. And I think I, I mentioned fairly often that one, and I mentioned Avomance in that one, I think. Uh, but I talk about the distances and try to help people with that. So that was a challenge for me, and I enjoyed that the most as far as uh, the new new ideas. 1.13, like I said, was awesome for the, the ocean, brought a lot more content to the ocean, the dolphins and all those things. I loved them. 1.17, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see. I'm actually looking forward to uh, when 1.18 hits because I want to tackle the warden. That's going to be uh, something else. He's one of the heavy hitters like the Iron Golem, the uh, the Wither, the brute, the Piglin Brute. I mean, you've only got a few of those guys that hit that hard, and the warden is one of them. So uh, that's as far as an upcoming inspiration or upcoming uh mechanic or thing that i like i'd say 1.8 it's that i'm not looking eh, archaeology no can't stand archaeology but 1.14 <laughs> is probably the best for me because that's what i do i work with villagers it was a new something new to to, to learn and teach other people and then uh, 1.13 i would say for beauty was definitely the oceans <laughs> i'm i'm a dinosaur i i really liked 1.1 1. 1, or not, not even 1.1 1.5 because of all oh, the changes wow. Well, all the changes it made to the redstone, because that's when that was the redstone update, and it added comparators and hoppers and everything. Oh yes, and it wasn't even around then. I didn't start playing until July of, I think it was June or July of 2017. So yeah, I, I'm a dinosaur. I've been around a long time, <laughs> <laughs> and that confuses a lot of people because I actually moved from Java to Bedrock, and everybody's like, "Why would you move from Java to Bedrock?" Yeah, why would you move? It it just I don't know. I, I I stopped playing for probably a year or two, and I I ended up buying an Xbox, and I bought it for the Xbox, and okay. that was back when it was still console edition, still right. And one of the so updates, that's why you're used to the controller better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, one of the updates they pushed out was updating it to bedrock and i got it for free since i already had it and so i've just been playing bedrock ever since most oh, of the okay. time most of the time i'm on my xbox but obviously i have a computer that can run minecraft so recently i've switched over to playing on windows 10 edition and pop on java here and there to test some things out especially with 2.5 on the way Okay, it sounds good. So when when did one point five hit? It's showing me March thirteenth, twenty thirteen. Wow, the game came out in two thousand nine. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite that old. I started in I think twenty twelve. Okay, well, time to sleep. I'll let you hit the bed this time. Then, if you want, ask me the next question. We'll move. Uh, I guess we can move around to my place first. And then uh, I'll answer some questions you got, least of whatever you got left. Okay. Uh, the next one, if you let me sleep, <laughs> the <laughs> next one is what motivates you to continue playing? You know, a lot of people do hit that burnout, and I know you touched on that earlier. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't found the burnout because with Minecraft as opposed to, I've been a gamer all my life, ever since Dungeons and Dragons uh, back in the late 70s. Let's head to my place. We'll head to that bee nest over there. But I've been playing, uh, game. I've been gaming for, oh God, as you can tell, a really long time. Um, my first console was, of course, Atari, as, as was probably most. And then, uh, of 
course, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons at the time too, and I started getting involved in other other types of games. Uh, been into computers since as far back as I can remember, but I'm now I'm got to the point now that I can't remember. I mean, the, things have changed over the years, and it's so difficult to keep up with the times that I've fallen behind. So I've just stuck with the gaming side of things. And for Minecraft, I was playing WoW, but you really can't do much with WoW. They came up with something to where you could actually build like a little town. Uh, and I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. We can do this. But really, you're not building anything. But in Minecraft, oops, I'm going the wrong way. But in Minecraft, you're only limited by your imagination. And the, the further we go with Minecraft, the more, I mean, the, the more you can do. They, I mean, when it first came out, it was just all blocks. Then you got slabs. Then you got, you know, all these different things. And, and the ways that people come up with for design ideas. And then if you go into a large scale, you can pretty much do a painting that looks real from a distance. I mean, you can't do that in any other video game, video game that I know. It's, it's, uh, there's far too much to do that you can still do and continue to do, even after you may have finished. Oops, did you go in already? No, I'm. I uh, <laughs> I oh, don't have any. Other stuff? I don't have any hunger. Oh, did, did I give you? The, I didn't give you the carrots, did I? I am so sorry. It's okay. There you go. I knew I forgot something. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I forgot to give him something. <laughs> Thank you for that. You got it. Sorry about that. But yeah, what, what keeps me going is with Minecraft, you're only limited by your imagination. So you can continue to build build different things, improve things. So no matter how long you play, they keep adding stuff, so it changes. It's always changing. And it's amazing because with Minecraft, you don't have to keep paying for expansion sets, kind of like what WoW did or many other games. And I don't know how they survived, to tell you the truth. I don't know where they're making their money. I mean, I would definitely continue to, I would pay, but do you, it looks like you, the way they've got it set up, somehow, some way, they're still making money because they're still, the game is still going, they're still coming up with new ideas. And, it, and like I said, it's ever changing and that's what keeps me playing is because they keep adding new things into the game, makes it exciting. And then you look at a build that you did before and you're like, oh, I could have done better than that. So you come up with another new idea. It just keeps evolving, keeps changing. So I, 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 I've never been bored with this. I play this game way too many hours in a day. I really do. I spend so much time on this. I'm not a TV fan. I, I don't watch, I watch movies with the kids, but I don't even have uh cable hooked up to my TVs. <laughs> so <laughs> this game is just ever changing. And I guess that's the thing ever changing. And you can build your, your build is only limited by your imagination. So I guess that's why I stuck around and why, why Minecraft, so to speak. Yeah. So it's like an addiction that just feeds itself. Yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> and it also, yeah. it takes you, it takes you out of normal everyday hustle and bustle like I'm, I'm my my brain is constantly going when i'm at work so many things to remember so many things to do yeah, so many things to keep track of and sometimes i get too much of people and i just want to crawl into a hole and say okay i've, I've, I've people enough today i need to get away and this is the perfect place to do it yeah i agree with that i i have to think a lot at work too and it, it does provide a pretty good escape yeah, exactly. Okay, next question. We're down to the last two. Uh, what would you tell your younger self? 
I would. I already have an answer for that one right away. You should have started in 2009 when your older son told you, and then you should have started working on this stuff and getting videos out. And you'd probably be a lot more than just 1,800 subscribers today. And I could have, maybe if I was really lucky, have sponsorship and retired a lot earlier. Because I've uh, I was in the military and I've got some uh, military injuries in the line of duty that. Uh, keep me from it wears me down sometimes back legs stuff like that so uh, i could have definitely uh, used a little more supplemental income a long time ago if i would have just listened to a, if i had a younger self to, to come in and tell me start back in 2009 that's probably what I, my younger self would have told me <laughs> yeah i totally understand that i bought all of my equipment to start filming in 2013 and then i just didn't until 2019 uh, your younger self would tell you, hey, get off your ass, stop procrastinating, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the final question, most controversial, Team Mending or Team Infinity? What's that? Team, oh, are you, for your, like a bow? Yeah. A def definitely Infinity. I agree. Definitely Infinity. Infinity is the right answer. <laughs> yeah, the reason the reason I would choose Infinity is because I don't have to care. I don't have to take up space in my uh, my backpack. That's what how many years old now? That everybody keeps talking about wanting to expand. You know, so it doesn't take up space. I only need one arrow, and I, and, I, and I can make another bow because it's really easy. I mean, the levels I have, I have 281 levels. I don't know what to do with them right now. I I, I could probably make me extra sets and then go try a bunch of the different different things but I, I don't like to die so i play a lot of hardcore um and every time a new hardcore world comes out with the other server with my son i'm always playing that so i'm always trying to be really really careful that's why i don't have any deaths and if i do have a death i've usually got one of these that you see in my hand and that's that totem of undying yeah i'm the same way on apb i always have a totem and i haven't died yet so I'm trying to keep that <laughs> trying to keep that dream alive, but exactly. Last season, I think I died twice. Uh, once, I just my elytra didn't open up, but I had my totem, and so that was cool, uh, no problem. But I thought I had my elytra on when I was in the Nether, and I jumped off, didn't have it, and couldn't make it to the end, so I lost everything. Oh no! Uh, to the lava, yeah, to the lava, but. Uh, I had a backup set that I already made, but that's that's about it. I don't do PvP, and that wasn't a question, but uh, I don't do BV, PvP for health reasons. Um, I don't take heart medication, but I do take uh, blood pressure medication. My blood pressure gets up when I'm in situations like that. It's different for mobs. I used to do PvP when I played WoW. Uh, I had some pretty good scores and ranking back then. I just don't do it anymore because I, I can't get my heart rate up like that, so I don't do it. The yeah, anxiety levels. Yeah. I just, I'm just not good at it, and I don't like it. That's why I don't do it. Yeah, I've gone from when I was a lot younger to doing... I mean, when I was in the military, I did some things that I'm not proud of. Uh, that's just the, the, mil the military. But uh, over time, as the older I got, I thought competition, and I know I, I played football too when I was younger, but competition, in competition, you always have a winner, you always have a loser. And there's a lot of losers out there that can handle that. There's a lot of losers that can't. And, and when I see a loser that 
can't handle it, well, they can, they handle that loss one of two ways, either in anger or sadness. And it's the sadness that bothers me the most. The anger, hey, that's their own fault. But it's a sadness for somebody who works so hard for something. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking, I'm not talking about just Minecraft. I'm talking in general. When I when I see competition and you see the sadness portion of it, it touches my heart. So I never, I just went away from the competition things, and I always hated that. So. I'm actually looking forward to 2.5 and more collaboration. I know there's some PvP. Some people have flagged themselves for PvP, but I'm not going to do the PvP. I'd hate to have somebody lose their stuff. Well, they probably won't lose their stuff. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. not a PvP kind of guy. I've gotten more compassionate in my older age. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all the questions I have. Okay. Sounds good. So if, if you just want to like show me around and stuff. Sure. Well, we'll start with the map. Uh, down here below, I've done a big enough map. This is the area that I've been working in. Uh, I claimed it here. Uh, Kitty or Lucy, Lucy is next to me, and further to the left, uh, Kitty is over here. Uh, it'd be difficult to fly around to hit everybody's stuff, but the bigger map here will show you where everybody's at. So, uh, of course, our AP Vanilla guys, they're going to know. Uh, where everybody's at, but anybody else will at least be able to see. So I don't know if the other servers, uh, our other three servers, had done something like this. I imagine, did you guys do that? Because Creeper is the one that came up with this idea. He is, there he is, he's below me. But, uh, and then you see you see Lucy and Kitty. Actually, my, my name came down, I'll have to fix that. I think because I moved my flag. But uh, I don't know if the other servers had something like this. I didn't see it because I was actually going to do a highlights video uh, over the next several uh, weeks. Uh, Rev was going to give me a list of where like people were at so I could actually just do um, put some music to, to it and then show what people have done for Adults Craft for Season 2. But I didn't want to just do my own server. I have access to all four, so I figured I'll throw some short little clips of what uh, build styles and what people have done. So I'm just waiting for that list. I've got the access to the servers. I've got everything up and running right. But uh, at least we have something like this. Do you have some a map on on your server? Uh, we do not. We have a map of spawn, and that's about it. Um, oh, okay. I think part of it comes down to we can't put like names on maps in Bedrock, like you've oh, done here. Maybe. Oh, I got you. You can't put names. That's right. Yeah. You're not able to label anything at all, huh? Uh, if you can, I don't know about it. So it would just have to be the little markers, but we wouldn't know who it was. Well, I imagine you could probably do a, a map, and then if you could do markers, great. Then along the the edges, you could probably put the player's name and the coordinates. I know next season, I don't... I. Hopefully Creeper will be in. If not, then I'll I'll do this uh, map thing because I think this was a great idea. Anybody that came to visit from one of the other servers that's a, a Patreon member that has access, at least they can go to, when they get into spawn or into the shopping district, they can see where everybody's at in case they wanted to see some builds. Uh, but for me, I've tried looking, and it just takes up so much time that I was waiting for Rev to give me a... Uh, a list so I could actually just make it a lot easier and get around. If I could TP, that'd be even faster, <laughs> you know, just to be able to <laughs> teleport to their builds to get the films done because it's it's going to be time consuming, but it's something that I wanted to do. So the 1,800 plus people that I have, uh, they'll have a chance to see what the rest of our, our guys have done, and I'll put links. Uh, there, 
dude, what is with you? He's safe. He's with me. Get lost. I think my reputation in this village can't get any higher. <laughs> so I think they're looking after me too. <laughs> but I wanted to put some videos out there. Um, I don't know how many I could fit in on one without boring somebody. So any one of my viewers. So I probably think about maybe four or five, maybe more, depending on how long the clips were. And then of course list uh, who they are in uh, associated links like to their YouTube channel if they've got one or Twitter or stuff like that. I was going to do. So I still have time, but 2.5 is right around the corner, so I may not. But that's something I would like to do. If I can't do it this season, I'll definitely do it next season. It sounds like a great idea, and the map's fantastic. I love it. Oh, thank you. It was Creeper's idea. He went around to everybody's place, set it up with a book you see on the left, and then flagged it, marked it, and uh, it's been awesome. Oh, I see Carrie's is down, too, because Carrie is on this little mushroom island right down in here. And mine, probably because I forgot to re-tag it, because I moved, I made this a little bit larger. I actually extended it because we had the twins that joined. It's kind of hard to see. I was hoping that they're curious gamers. They're down here at the bottom. I added them in because they weren't on the map before. And I added uh, a few more to, to bring the map out a little bit further, and I did my own. So that's why my name is not missing. I moved the flag, so I, I've got to redo that again when I get a chance. Which probably I could do right now, I think. We'll see. Let's see if it'll work. There it is. <laughs> there I am. I could probably go down and grab uh, Carrie's and do the same thing to hers. But I thought this was a great idea. Uh, but it would be nice if uh, anybody from the other server sees us that perhaps they could do something like that to make it easier for other other people to uh, to find everybody. Unless, of course, they're, they're PvPing. But, I mean, uh, I thought this was great. And on Bedrock, if you guys aren't able to, to figure out a way to list the names, at least, you know, you could probably put signs around with uh, uh, the where they're at or something, you know, their, their coordinates or something like that. Anyway, yeah. that's that's that. Let's go, whose turn is it to sleep? I think it's yours. I uh, paved the streets with gold just to see what it was going to be like because uh, next season, as I said, I'm going to be doing the, uh, uh, the season three. I'll be doing the um, uh, Emerald City. So the, the path, the, the, the gold brick, so to speak, I wanted to see how I do with these. I still have tons of gold. Uh, gold. So uh, let me show you that one first since it's going to be, well, here, we'll go up into my villager area. This is what I use for my uh, zombie villager conversion. So it's a trading hall. It, uh, it's it's an, an 11 by 19, the initial building itself. The expansions are another six out. Uh, and this uh, enables me to just set them on a trap door down here next to their workstation, remove two blocks. They can't get out. The zombies can't get in, but they can meet. And since I block them in with fences, they turn into zombies. And then when, after a couple of conversions, I replace the blocks and move the zombie. And I'll show you that. We'll go up and I'll show you that. There he is. I haven't got a name for him. <laughs> but I'll usually give him a diamond sword. Or I've got one in the, the one uh, zombie village conversion that's uh, a zombie villager that I found out in the wild. And for mine, you can keep it or don't keep it. You don't, you don't have to. But I gave him a sword, so he is going to stick around. But it just makes it so much easier. There's no redstone involved. It's a simple matter of opening the, the gate. He'll follow you through wherever you need him next. And I can shut the gate just like that. 
And when those are open and the villagers are pushed up against the fences, they can't go anywhere, so they get changed over to zombies, uh, zombie villagers. And then I go back in, toss the potions, feed the apples, and then let them do it again, usually a couple times, especially for the, uh, the farmers. But some of these guys require more, like your clerics. The zombie villager conversions, I think I did like seven, six or seven conversions on those guys. But when you're done, you're perfectly safe. Come back in, that's where he stays. <laughs> Looks super, really super great. easy. Yeah, it's super easy. I tested it out on Bedrock also, and it also works. Someone said they had trouble in one of my uh, comments that he couldn't get on the trap. I said, well, that's the whole purpose. He's not supposed to get on the trap door. Otherwise, they, they cross paths. They can get through that two-block high space, but the trapdoor keeps either one of them. We can go in and out, but they can't, which makes it perfect. So that little tiny mechanic of the trapdoor enables this whole thing to work. That's my villager uh, trading hall. Holds 24, 12 up, and 12 down, which is perfect for uh, getting all the, the, the normal enchants you want. I don't do the other protection enchants. I only do protection four. Uh, I could go over the math with that if you really were bored. Because <laughs> that's something else I, I spend a lot of time on. But I get all the, the major enchants first, uh, the bow, and I actually, I think I even have room with that to do the um, the trident enchants. So if I needed more, like for the crossbow, which eh, I hate the crossbow, yeah, I, I, I could make an, I can add more villages if I wanted to. This is just the initial farming area that I used. My sheep farm is over that way. This is an automatic fishing farm, but it's not my design. Uh, I borrowed it from somebody else. But the this uh, zombie uh, the uh, zombie pigment farm is my all my design. The um, the portal the portals itself there's there's 23 of them. It's the max size. It's a 23 by 23 or 21 by 21 on the inside. It's the largest you can build, and they all all run next to each other. The beauty of it is, uh, when we go through uh, another portal, we can instantly go back back and forth back and forth. But for any other entity, it takes about 15 seconds. So they can hang out up there. And at the very top of that, I've got a row of turtle eggs. So when they come through, they can, they'll mill around for a few seconds and they'll pick up on the, the uh, turtle eggs and they'll continue to walk straight through over the trap doors right into the water. So they don't get transported back unless they stick around too long. That's really I've got great. An automa yeah, I've got an automatic shut. Uh, if you wanted to do manual, which I think Lucy's used a lot of this, which is awesome. You can set it up here and they'll all pop in here. I've got them on sticky pistons. Unlike bedrock, you guys can, I'm really jealous of that mechanic. You guys can move hoppers with, uh, with this sticky pistons. We can't on Java. Yeah. But the experience it, level, yeah, I just wish they, there needs to be a little bit more parity. It really does. They need to work on that. But I like the idea of having two versions. I still do. I mean, some people want to try and put them all together. <laughs> we'll go down below. I'll show you what I got down there. That was the manual kill, and then the rest of them come out down here below us. Down here is where I keep, um, of course, the, this, these, the item sorter. You should have access to these chests so you can see what's going on inside. It looks like it's here's really good. The, yeah, here's some of the emeralds that I picked up from these guys here. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit. I think I have another shulker or two full. But these are the these this these are 
part of the magic right here. Uh, I have a look down there. You can probably see him if you can. Over here, you'll be able to see him better. I have a, uh, a zombie villager that I found. I gave him a, uh, I think it's a sharpness diamond sword. A couple of hits, and those villagers turn right into zombie villagers. So I, I don't need him around anymore. I'm just keeping him around for company. <laughs> but it's this the same setup design right here where they just go through the tra the, the uh, fence gates and they can't get over the fences. They can't get up on the carpet. So as far as getting in and out, whoops, as far as getting in and out, they can't, we can. But uh, you won't see the, the, the trade discounts because it only applies, you probably know that already, it only applies to the person who did the conversion. But for me, I sell the, uh, the meat finally settles at seven rotten flush uh, per emerald. And of course That's everything else is just one. And then I'll come in here and grab all the rotten flesh out of here, sell it to these guys to get the emeralds. And then of course I got the gold. So this chest here, you can see more gold blocks than that third one. <laughs> it's been neglected. I've got a shulker full of gold blocks, too. So this farm puts out pretty good. Uh, Lucy's definitely helped me with this. Lucy doesn't do content. It's uh, Kitty. Uh, respect to Kitty's mother. Uh, she's got an enormous amount of stuff that she's done on there. She spends a lot of time, and, and I, I feel kind of shy because she's watched so many of my videos and made so much of the stuff from my videos, and she's always praising me. I kind of feel bashful, <laughs> but she's been a great fan. She's built a lot of the stuff that I've done, and I don't waste anything. I mean, I the, the swords I disenchant right here, and I put them in here and cook them all, save everything. <laughs> Just efficient as possible, right? Right, yeah, I try to be as efficient as I can. I'm so used to playing community, so uh, anybody's welcome to use those things. My horse Mozart over there. There's a boring sheep farm. I found I found a couple of foxes I think may have come from Lucy. I, and I told Kitty about it, and Kitty told Lucy, and she says, I don't know if they're mine. So they sat in the water in boats for a while, and I said, okay, well, I'm just going to bring them in. So I gave them a little bit of a home. <laughs> Uh, Lucy liked these trees. I left the signs up. <laughs> Just change the trees out to make them a little bit different. It, it's really unique. I really like it. <laughs> I uh, even made a uh, villager recreation area over here. I don't know if you saw this. They got a barbecue over there. Gave them a pool. I see there's a uh, golem getting a swim. <laughs> <laughs> but he can get back out. I think I've seen the same one go in and out so many times. A little he just likes the water. Yeah. And I've got a way for me to get in and out right here. The villagers can't because of the um, uh, soul sand at the bottom. Or oh, no, it's no soul sand. They just float. That's right. Uh, let's see. I've got the big one chunk bee nest again over there. Um, I don't know how much luck you'll have flying into the small hole. Considering you weren't too confident, we'll take a different route. My big bee nest uh, area is back over there. I think I did overkill on that. It produces way, way too much. But this is the uh, iron lectern. Let's pop up here real quick. Uh, the iron lectern, I came, I came up with this design in 2014. I'm sorry, not 2014, in 1.14. Uh, that was back when uh, 
the biggest challenge for me, which I enjoyed, which I enjoyed it the most, was trying to figure out a way to get iron golems to spawn, the villagers to accept workstations, things like that. So when I came up with this design, this worked out really great because they spawn. You can see one getting ready to come down now. I added a, a second to the backside to increase the amounts, but I get a, a golem to spawn every 30, about every 35 seconds. So I get tons and tons of iron that comes through this thing. Um, I've got a little hidden area in my storage area below that's just stacked plumb full of iron blocks. But uh, this same uh, design has worked since 1.14 and I haven't had to make any changes. And if the devs decide to change anything, let's say for example they decide to throw the gossip system back in again or the workstations, whatever it is, this same design will continue to work and it has been working for, like I said, since 1.14 initially started. So we'll go down into here, into my my uh, my little cubby hole, and then we'll head over to the bee nest, and I'll show you some of the pandas and stuff like that. I heard you were trying to get a brown panda. Did you ever get one? Oh, I got tons of brown pandas. There's only a couple I'm missing. I'm missing the playful and the angry. Uh, uh, I think I'm missing the sad. There's just three that I'm missing. Just my storage area down there. Uh, my head shop is down here. There's another way out that way. I was uh, the one selling the beacons, so you can see I got quite a bit of a wither collection. <laughs> Did some end run, uh, a lot of end running. I only went in one direction. I felt bad because uh, Eve and Throlash went out, and I guess they must have gone the same direction that I went. I didn't want to go, you know, a giant circle and take all the stuff out of one area around the center island. So I just went in one direction. I just kept going that way and kept getting the cities. But it, it seemed like Throlash and, and poor Throlash and Eve went, so went the same way that I went. And they had trouble uh, trying to get stuff. And I think one of them died. I felt bad. I th did they do that on stream? Because I think I might remember that. Yeah, yeah, I think they did. I mean, that's that's some bad luck right there, going the same direction that I went. Yeah. Because there's, you know, there's so many places you could go. Yeah, I keep that so the villagers don't go down in there and mess with my stuff. I think the easiest way um, might have to just jump over the fences or something. Or if you want to just fly, we can fly into the water here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Jump right over in the water then. <laughs> you Trust me, you won't drown. Oh, you got a you gotta conduit? Yeah. <laughs> I think I have, one or, I have a couple conduits. Now this is a uh, like a, a lukewarm, I think it's lukewarm, yeah lukewarm, uh, not a warm ocean. So it did have the tropical fish that spawn in and out, but it did have the coral. I went I went I don't know how many thousand blocks away to get some. I didn't want to take the the ones from where Lucy was at. Uh, she has a beautiful coral reef next to her, and I didn't want to take those. But down into here, whoa, dolphin's grace hit me. That just goes to the next area. But down into here will actually is one of the ways to get into the bee nest. I see. Here's the conduit over here. Covers everything in a 90, 90, 90 block radius. I did something similar to this on me and the, the same, or the network that me and my son play on from time to time. Only, only a much bigger scale. It looks fantastic. Oh, thank you. 
I started breeding turtles here, and uh, I set down the eggs first so they'd always return. And they started disappearing, and I thought, what the heck's happening to them? I hope it's not a bug like the dolphins get every now and then. But what I found out when I eventually I saw they were all outside. There was just tons of them. I've got some areas just with a, a short parkour only to keep certain animals in certain places. Didn't know what to do with that. I just put prismarine around it. So I did some different biomes. Like uh, I've got a, like a mix of uh, an outdoor biome here. The bees are gone. <laughs> They've got that poor bug where if you don't uh, keep them boxed in, they eventually wander too far away. <laughs> and you lose them. That sounds bad. Yeah, so the the one I'll show you the 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 bee sanctuary that I did is it's pretty big. This is just a little nether biome that I did. I think the next one up is the mesa. Where everything's perfectly safe, you can't fall unless you dug yourself into to get to the lava. <laughs> this is all in a one chunk tree. A little mini mesa. This was from Drummer Boy. He um, ran into a piglin brute. And they, they really they demolished him. He was pretty far away, and he uh, dropped everything. Uh, I tried to get there as quick as I could, and uh, everything pretty much despawned except a lot of his equipment. The the piglins picked it up, so by wasting them, I got most of his equipment back. And uh, he said when he was running back. He was carrying, for some reason, he had this flower in his hand the whole way. He wanted to give that to me <laughs> when I saved him. This is just uh, one of the ways to get into the uh, the bee nest, but you can probably see the uh, iron turn better in, a, in an overall view of uh, my place. The uh, The whole yellow bee thing is, is, is just symbolizes that the bees are taking over. And once you see the, the bee sanctuary I have set up, you'll see why. It's just, it's... I went overkill. I built it too big, and it, it produces too, too much. <laughs> we'll go above the uh, the Mesa one next. I this just got really the, confused when we came in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the black concrete. So I did a little end area, and uh, when you look at it, you're thinking, oh, you're going to fall. I've had a number of people tell me that. They think they're going to fall off the edge. Uh, we don't have to go up that way. We can go a, a different way. I'll show you the pandas first. But beyond this is where the uh, panda sanctuary is. And uh, you would think that the brown pandas were supposed to be the most difficult. But as you can see in a second, I'm loaded with brown pandas. <laughs> tons of them. Just literally yeah. tons of them. Yeah, someone had just mentioned to me that you were trying to get one and didn't know if yeah. you had one yet. Yeah, I think I actually, with the first... I want to say maybe 10 times that I bred, I got one. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I figured it would take a lot longer to get one. and uh, But the ones I thought would be easier, I'm not getting. I got the normal pandas. I got the, 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 the sad, I guess, sad panda. But then there's the angry panda and the playful panda that I'm missing. And there's one more, and I can't remember which one that is. Oh, that's this. it is the sad, because this is just the shy one that you see. If you're holding, well, I got sneezy here. But the uh, the shy one will run from you. He's got like the double set of eyes or whatever. Oh. 
scope this out. There's a, a waterfall over here, and because we're just over the uh, river biome, and or the I guess um, part of part of that means we we get some fish that spawn in and out. And I've actually watched them. They go up and down. See here, they go up and down these waterfalls like they're like they're playing. It's pretty cute. <laughs> but I've got another smaller, just another small area. This was just a waterfall that I did. Got a viewing area over here, uh, just enough to where the size enough to where the pandas can't get in, but we can. We'll see how your parkour skills are. <laughs> it's kind of like the, if you've been to the end before, then you know what it's like to go up one of those center columns when you're jumping from half slab to half slab. <laughs> yeah. And then in that corner over here, it's just a quick way down from the very top, drops you into the water all the way at the bottom. All right, we'll see how we do going up this. I've never Try went it. up one on Java. Oh, okay. It's, not, it's really not that difficult. You just climb up on a ladder until you get standing, and then you just jump to the next one. There you go. Success. Easy peasy. I think when people have gotten up here, that's when they were like, oh, I'm going to fall off the edge. And even for me, it's hard to tell which one the, the wall actually butts up against. I think it's this one here. Yeah. The wall actually butts up against it. Because of the black concrete, it makes it look like it, you're going to go off into the void. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what had me so confused. I'm like, wait, where'd everything go? <laughs> that was what I was going for. At the very top of this, we're at uh, what, Y Y one sixty four. I've got a small village up here, and they've populated beyond what they should have because I I think there's only four beds, and they've got six villagers, which I thought was kind of odd. It's it's, it's a little uh, a bug that Java has, but it's a good bug. Extra villagers, right? Yeah, it's okay. You've got two couches right here for them. There you go. They can sleep <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> Uh, got a way out over here. Yeah. Actually, that's the way down right there. All the way back down. But I have a way out to where you can get an overall view of everything right over here. Oh, come on. I can work the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy was afraid of, of flying up here. And I said, well, I'm going to make it easy for you. I'll give you a big place that you can land into. So, uh, Lucy 71. She's been around since season one. Kitty's been around. Throw Lash. We've had a few. Shadow's been around since season one. A number of guys have been around. A few of them have gone over to uh, AP Java side. And for anyone who doesn't know, that means the AP Java is modded, and this is AP Vanilla. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty much uh, stick to as close to vanilla as I can. Yeah. But, I mean, some of the blocks that have been added, Blockus, I think it's called, uh, tiles i saw the smoops on her stream she had i guess you guys have blockus on on bedrock also it's beautiful a lot of those new designs i think uh minecraft needs to get on board and and start bringing those into the game something that i was interested in adding if they would and they could would be the uh, bamboo block i'd love to see something like that you can make doors floors walls things like that i think it would look nice especially for those people that are out there looking to do asian themes yeah well, if you're ready, we'll head down to the bee sanctuary. Okay. Let me just check and make sure I have my elytra on. Yeah. You want to go <laughs> spot. 
I had a panda that fell from that top area where they're at all the way down here and survived. <laughs> and he is now taking up residence in the bee sanctuary. <laughs> I've got three columns on the left that do the honey bottles and three columns on the right that do the honeycomb. Like I said, I went a little overboard on building these. I forgot how many I have that go straight back, but it produces way too much stuff in here. That uh, Anybody on APVNO has a project and they need these blocks, help yourself for free. <laughs> I got way too many if they still want to do anything. I still have yet to mess with bees at all. Oh, I love it. I've done a couple tutorials on uh, the BAI. did some warnings about, you know, keeping them uh, in, in enclosed areas so because their AI right now is still messed up. Same, same with um, the dolphins. AI is still messed up. But uh, they'll wa eventually wander off and they'll disappear. So if you've got an empty beehive and you don't have them enclosed, then that's the reason. So they still need to fix that. But I got all the poppies out here for these guys to have fun and plenty of room to fly around. I see them still. I see them and still think of roses because that's what they used to be. Oh, these here? Yeah. Poppies? Yeah. Yeah. They used to be <laughs> roses before all the other flowers were added. Oh, okay. Bef so they just kept the same design, called them poppies, and then brought the roses in. Well, they the changed the, the design ones. a little bit. These are a little bit more round than the old roses were. Oh, okay. But more or less, they look pretty similar. Hmm. I get tons of those. <laughs> well, we're going to go take a minecart ride so people can see a little ride. It's a safe ride. And if you, I, I, you did bring, I did give you a bow, but you don't have an arrow here. Let me see. I've, I've got one. I forgot about that too. There <laughs> you go. I didn't think about it. We aren't fighting anything. <laughs> we'll get your bow ready. We'll do some uh, target practice. I've got uh, a um, minecart ride called the Prospector that I did. And uh, I've had a few people take, their, take it for a spin. The, I think the twins went. Throwlash went. Lucy went. Lucy actually was in the video that when I did this. Uh, I used Mumbo Jumbo's, um, what do you call that? The loop-de-loop. Although it's not a real loop-to-loop because -loop you don't go upside down. Usually you'd come in here by a boat. But the loop-to-loop -loop works. There was a uh, slight redstone change that I had to make to get it to work because it was an older video. And we all know redstone changes sometimes. Yeah. I'm no jokers, but I do think of myself as a redstoner. Ah, awesome. Now everything in there is uh, spawn-proof. Um, so there's just a couple scares, uh, nothing big. One is a spawner. I tried to use like a, uh, smoke tinted glass. So it looks like it's, it looks like it's almost open. I don't think anything in there can, I have, I've done it so many times. I don't think there's, there's anything in there that would bother you. We'll see. Anyway, there's targets like these you can hit as you go through. And, uh, I've done it. I, I can't remember how many, just 11 targets or 12 targets can't remember how many I hit, but it's not easy on the fly. It really isn't when you're moving. You just press this button, you'll get a minecart, set it on the rail, hop in the minecart, press the button, and off you go. 
All right. target yet this time. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got one. <laughs> got two. Got three. I'm sitting at two. Oh, 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 no, I missed it. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. How'd I miss that? Come on. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> you make once you make a few trips, like Lucy made a bunch of trips through here, just and she started hitting more and more. It just takes a little practice, gotta get used to that. Ah, I missed the last one. <laughs> I am absolutely terrible at this. Like I said, it takes a few times. <laughs> once you once you ride on it enough, you start hitting more. I only hit four anyway. Usually I hit a few more than that, but it's been a while since I've been on this. I only hit two. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a feeling I wouldn't here. have done any better with a controller either. How are you on carrots? You okay? Yeah, I've only eaten two. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm trying to think what else could we hit or what else have I done in here? Uh, I guess we can go into the nether. Now I did a um a number of things in the nether also. Uh one of them was I built uh a farm that Logical Geek Boy did. And uh, I didn't make any changes. I mean, I might have made a couple changes to for spawn proofing, but that was about it. Well, it would be easier to take off from up here, I think. But I did a wither skeleton farm. That's where I got all the uh, the materials I needed to to get all the beacons. And his logical geek boy's latest one. I think it's his latest one. It was done a little while back made it so, so easy for uh, getting the wither, wither skulls. Whoops. I'll show you that real quick, then we'll run off and take a look at the raid farm that, that might completely my design. I, I apparently can't idea. figure it out. <laughs> That's okay. It's usually two quick taps and you're, you'll be, float, you'll be uh, hovering. I wouldn't do it now. You're pretty close. Oh, you got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Keeping with the bee theme as usual here. 
This was actually a good spot. It's it's got a nice view underneath here. Probably hear the skeletons coming down now. Yeah, I can hear them. <laughs> I spawn proof a lot of this, but a lot of it's on the uh, soul sand, of course, which is a a little lower than normal, so it's a lot easier to uh, to get spawn proofing down around here. So a soul sand valley, and this is my 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 design for uh, for mending with fences in the front. You get your hoppers, and you've got the uh, iron trap doors on top. The reason for the iron trap doors is so you don't actually open one. And on bedrock, if you did that, a little baby can get out. Yeah. Because I did a, uh, a mending for bedrock. I did a mending for Java. Uh, but this design here works awesome because I can stand back here, hit these guys, and that experience is going to stay right there until you're ready to get it. So walk right in and get it whenever you're ready. Oh, are you telling me to go get it? I mean, you can, yeah. Go, you can go up and get it. Once you get in close, and that way you can switch to whatever tool you want. You can take off pieces of gear that you don't need. They can't get to you anyway, and you can repair all your gear. Did that for the bedrockers, too, because they can't, in bedrock, we can't hold things in our offhand, which I think they, it's privacy. They need to fix that, too. <laughs> and we need sweeping edge on bedrock. But at least this way, um, you can whack away, whack away with a mending sword, and don't have to worry about making a quick switch to another tool to try to repair it. You can just pick the tool you want, take everything else off. Like I'm going to repair my elytra and my uh, pickaxe. Just like that, or <laughs> use that if I wanted. <laughs> on my other farms, I'll put. Sometimes I'll put. Um, uh, obsidian in the back only if I use a pickaxe because depending on if you've got a, a beacon in the area and you've got efficiency five you could pretty much mess up your farm when you're trying to repair your pickaxe and you hit the blocks behind it you know yeah I don't know how your lighter is doing it's probably repaired yeah it's repaired after all that yeah <laughs> mine it yep, got it done All right, that's the Wither Skelly farm, nice and easy. Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Got a ton of skulls in there now, or a lot of skulls anyway. To me, I think it's a lot of skulls. That's more than I've ever seen in one place. <laughs> plenty of bones, plenty of coal. This is, like, once again, all materials getting used. And I've got, uh, you know, they have the stone swords and they're useless, so I set up a... a dispenser system over here so anything that's not filtered goes right out here which is usually just the, just the uh, stone swords and they get spitted out into the lava. The raid farm I did I've actually made a change uh, to the kill zone it used to be a a nine block it's a three three by three and uh, the most recent video that I did for the all-in-one farm uh, I, I reduced it to a single kill chamber where they fall into and it's made it so much easier don't have to worry about I used to have to put boats above the ceiling that way if we get any vexes they would go into the boats and just expire but with the new design um, I don't get any vexes now I imagine if I start smacking them around with my hand I probably would uh, but in the meat I mean where I'm at the point now where I lost they're you. dropping so yeah they're dropping and losing so much health that I could probably kill them with one or two hits and they wouldn't get much off they might get one vex if they wanted 
this is this system here's the oops, i heard you say lost me yeah i lost you i come i'm coming right back down i'm at the corner i don't know where you went at the corner oh i see oh, you down tag. below gotcha i see your name tag there you go we'll head up to the rain farm uh the the person that helped me uh get this done was eve she's uh since moved on sad to see her go maybe one day she'll come back uh, but she started this, and I went ahead and added the rails to it. I usually just fly through. Do you want to fly through, or do you want to take the minecart? Uh, I've got my Elytra on. We can fly through. Got it. I'm sure That's I can good. figure it out. <laughs> a couple taps, you'll be you'll, you'll start floating, and then uh, just hit your uh, rockets. There you go. Whoop! Hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of rockets ought to be enough to get you to the other end. But we don't have to get that omen. That would take a long time to get through it. But at least I'll show you what the way I have it set up. Now there's easier raid farms. There's like AFK raid farms that people do. But I yeah. find that to be pretty pretty boring. Just to sit there and go have a cup of coffee or get something to eat and then come back later and get all your emeralds. So. For me, this little bit of action is what I like. It's not a whole lot of action, but it's more controlled. I'm not too sure how many people know this, but the only thing that's going to spawn uh, 35 blocks in any direction from uh, Pillager Tower is going to be the Pillagers. Nothing else is going to spawn there. Uh, 20 blocks below, same thing, and about 50 blocks below. So you've got 70 blocks in total in height that the only thing that will spawn are going to be the, uh, the Pillagers. So if you sat there long enough, you'd, you'd see there's nothing else that's going to spawn but these guys, and they pop in and out. Which is a nice mechanic, because if you're out working and getting these guys, you don't have to worry about a creeper messing anything up. Yeah. But I usually wait for the flag bearers. I'll go around and pick them off and come back in. Initially, there, was, there, were, there were fences all the way around. But this makes it a lot easier to see, so I changed them all out. And like I said, Eve helped me with this. I dug it all out, and it was worth it because uh, the totems, uh, we set up a shop in the shopping district. We sell the totems, and there's a lot of other stuff that I use that these guys have too. I'll show you the raid farm. We're not going to, unless you want to do a bad omen, unless you want to do a raid. No, I think we can. I think everybody knows what a raid farm does. <laughs> <laughs> of course, maybe I'm biased since I have a raid farm. Oh, you have uh, do you have an auto raid farm? Yeah, it's an AFK raid farm. Farm Girl actually oh, okay. built it for me. Oh, awesome! I I don't have the patience to do a whole lot of really grindy stuff in Minecraft. Oh, okay. I like to just run around and mess around. <laughs> like what we're doing now is like peak Minecraft for me. There's nothing wrong with that. forgot this oh i did do this okay uh, i thought i was going to run into my my old design but this is actually my new design uh up above if you want to peek in there you can look up you can actually see the uh the one little lava blade that's there for the ravengers and just below that is a small little room that pushes the pillagers into what that drop area that you see right there and because of where they're situated, again, it's got the mending build with it, with the fence and the trap door. So the experience stays there. So when they drop down, they can't see me. There's no vexes. There's no nothing. And it's 
pretty much just wait for them. And if you wanted to see what was going on, you can see the top. The difference between this one and my new one is uh, the AI has changed a little bit for the pillagers. And uh, it's a lot easier. I've made it flat to the ground now because before they would just run straight to the village. And uh, I didn't realize the mechanics had changed until I had built this. And what they'll do is they'll try to avoid the water sometimes. Uh, as opposed to before, they just run straight in. So what I did was I created this little terraced area. And I put trap doors up uh, on both sides with a two-wide gap. And then the corners are exposed. So the ravengers will eventually work their way into the corners. They'll fall in. The other guys will think it's a full block for those two trapdoors, and they'll fall in. But the newer design I have is it's just a flat one where it's dropped down my tutorial. But the kill chamber is so much easier than what it, my initial uh, design was. This is pretty much the stuff that I've built on here. You, you saw the, uh, uh, the uh, elytra courses that I did. You've seen all the pretty much all the farms. I think I'm, I did a tree farm for, for Throw Lash. We were going to do that. There's some totems there. Might as well grab a couple totems in case you ever come back to the server. I've got plenty of them. Uh, no, I couldn't take totems from you. Oh, then I'll have to give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you. You got it. <laughs> Heads, we were thinking about doing it. Me and Abe were talking about doing maybe a head shop. Uh, we never did get around to it. Once again, tons of emeralds again. You know what I like about Bedrock, though, is you get enchanting books, which is awesome. I did a raid farm for Bedrock also. And with the mechanics on there, uh, before I did it, I found out that uh, any caves, if you have that underground, the pillagers will spawn under there, which was yeah. a real pain in the butt. So I ended up moving the villagers a few blocks above the ground. And so I figured out the mechanics of that and where they would spawn in four different corners of, of the raid farm. So that was nice. But I do like the idea that for bedrock, they just, the pillagers in their tower are going to spawn in one spot. So it makes it so much easier as opposed to Java. You really can't because they spawn anywhere out there. I didn't yeah. know if you, if you knew that, but yeah, for that's... The mechanics, it's easier on bedrock. Yeah, that's how it works in my raid farm. They spawn into one spot, and we've got a trident mm -hmm. killer to take care of them. Yep, exactly. So bedrock's a lot easier. It's just one little block. But again, I, the one I did, I like to have a little fun with it. So I ended up uh, either shooting for distance or, or going in after them and killing them. And I don't know. It's, that's my excitement, you know. <laughs> yeah, it looks fantastic. I like it. Thank you. Sorry, Two go farms ahead. in that direction. Um, I can't think of anything else. Eve actually spent so much time building all this through here. I know I did a lot in season one. I even put mine carts between because we were so far away. This time we were a little bit closer. So Eve spent so much time building all this. I can't imagine. I can only imagine how many times she probably died to gas and other things like that. <laughs> I tell you what, I love the new Nether, the new, the basalt deltas, all this stuff. I just, I just love it. It's beautiful. It was a great addition. I'm wondering uh, what's next on their agenda. What do you think they could possibly do to improve the game or add in the game? Uh, I think after Cl after Cliffs and Caves, I think they're going to do the end. Hey, that's a great idea. They haven't touched that one yet in a long, what, ever? Have they ever messed with it? Um, I think they've messed with it a little bit. I think the Dragon Pillars used to be a little different back in the day. 
Yeah. Um, but other than that, not a whole lot has changed. You're right. That's that's an area they haven't touched yet. Yeah, everywhere I've seen has said they're going to work on the end next. Hmm. They ought to add a Mesa village. You know, there's. I wanted to mention something here if anybody listens. I'm working with somebody right now. I'm probably going to try and do a new villager. I'm going to see... I'll see how far it goes. I'm not going to do something like some of the videos you see where they have like Fortune 5000 on a sword or, on a sword or a pickaxe. But what I'm looking at is an engineer villager. That sounds um, interesting. Yeah, they would sell. They, they would, of course, they'd buy redstone. They'd buy gold. They'd buy iron. Uh, all, they'd buy quartz. Some of the items that you would need to make redstone items. And then they would sell uh, powered rails, regular rails, uh comparators and and uh, repeaters so kind of like an engineer villager that would sell the stuff that redstoners would use and of course i'm working out the, the price details i want to make sure that's right so for example if you were to uh it would take if you make your own powered rail you need six gold ingots where if you just buy it from them it would only cost you five for example um something along along those lines it's probably going to be through through emeralds I just got to make sure that uh, the prices are right. I was going to test it out and probably post a video of that once I get it all done. But I was looking at the Lumberjack, too, where they could actually sell. Uh, the Lumberjack Villager would actually sell saplings, but I know the tra Wandering Trader has that already. So the Lumberjack's on the back burner. But I was looking at what kind of villagers could we add? What kind of villager do you think, if, if, there, if you could add one to the game, what would you add to the game? I don't want to sound like I'm taking your idea, but I think your engineer one sounds pretty great, and a redstone-centered villager would be probably what I would add. So, like I said, I don't yeah. want to sound like I'm taking your idea, but, I mean, it sounds like we agree that that needs to be done. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. Maybe that's something I can get approved. If I can ever get my button gear and learn a little bit more, i got to learn some Java code, because I was going to go in to the files. Uh, I might even buy a separate account. Just in case I screw something up, I can put it on my. I got I got, a, I got two external hard drives, and one of them I just recently bought. I can't remember how many terabytes is on it. I think it's eight terabytes, but uh, I could probably either set up a partition on it and and run something through there. Of course, a little slower than my SSD, but I was looking because you know how dangerous it can be when you're messing with files. Yeah. So, but but I wanted to see if I could work on a retexture of maybe an outfit for that villager, add the villager in to Java code, and then uh, I'd probably copy and paste and make some changes to uh, trade items that they could possibly sell and buy. But yeah, I thought that it's high time if we get a new villager that uh, that's an idea that uh, Minecraft, the Minecraft devs could add in there if they're looking for ideas. Maybe they'll earn us a cape, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome, Skelly. Well, thank you for having me. Well, uh, thanks, your first, thanks for being first on. Official, was this the first official uh, podcast for Adultscraft? Yes, it is. Awesome. I hope we continue to do more. <laughs> the plan is twice a month. Oh, that is awesome. Great. Oh, well, thank you, Skelly. I'm not a problem. I will see you later. And yeah, I guess that's all I got. You got um, it. We'll see you in 2.5, too. Okay, that was great, wasn't it? That was absolutely fantastic. Vic's a great person to interview. 
He did a great job, and boy, his builds are something else, aren't they? So we want to send a special thank you to Vegas Vic for being the very first on the Adults Craft podcast. And we hope you will stick around and watch all the future podcasts. Uh, like I said, consider becoming a patron if you do and you sign up for Tier 2 or higher. You get access to all future video podcasts. And if not, that's okay. We will be putting out a special a special uh, podcast just for people who aren't subscribed to Patreon. And I have to leave JoJo here. Because that is my thing. Jojo the Friendly Beep Boop. He is on APB. He was on APB Season 1. And he was on APB Season 2. And now he's on AP Vanilla. So keep a lookout for Jojo the Friendly Beep Boop. So anyways guys. Thanks for watching. This has been the very first Adults Craft Podcast. We're looking at a schedule of once every... Or uh, sorry... I take that back. We're looking at a schedule that is twice a month. We're not sure on the dates yet because, you know, people have schedules that we need to work around. And I have a schedule that I need to work around. But, yeah, we're really looking forward to this. It's a really exciting new chapter in network. So, thank you guys for watching. This has been me, your host, Skelly Wampus, and the Adults Craft Podcast. Thank you for watching. Toodles. Toodles.